Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Life Report podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. And this is a podcast where I share my story of my reactivation and just bringing consciousness into the lives of others and just sharing my story, hoping that it touches the hearts of others and opens their eyes to this world that we can live in, this world living a life with meaning and purpose. And today's episode, I'm going to be talking about protecting your energy. I think this is really important, not just in a spiritual aspect, but just as a human being aspect. We need to protect ourselves. And that really starts with tuning into yourself and understanding you understanding your body, understanding your emotions, understanding and connecting with your soul, with your spirit within. And I think that in our culture, we can get so disconnected from ourselves. We can get so disconnected from our body, so disconnected from our emotions that it's hard for us to even know ourselves. And I say this because this is the life that I was living for so long. I didn't listen to signs that my body was giving me. I didn't want to confront my emotions, so I shoved them under the rug. And so that caused me to be so far aligned with myself, further away from my aligning with myself. And because of All of that, well, not because of that. I think my lack of self-worth was causing me to live this pattern and live this life of not really tuning into myself and listening to the signs of myself. And now that I have taken the time to sometimes just sit and listen to what my heart is saying or to sit with emotions and where I'm feeling the pain, I've learned some tools that I want to share with you. And as you go through your spiritual journey, as you go through this journey of connecting back with yourself, I will tell you that you become more sensitive to certain things that may not have affected you beforehand. For instance, I cut out, um, obviously meat products, so I don't eat that. But I would still eat fish every now and then, and I noticed that even if it was wild-caught Alaskan salmon, I didn't use any oil to cook it, and I would eat the fish. My stomach was upset, and this happened a couple different times, and I was like, oh, well, it was this type of fish. I'm not used to it. Maybe that's why it upset my stomach. Oh, this person cooked it with oil. Maybe that's why it upset my stomach. And then the third time, when I finally cooked it for myself, I noticed, okay, no, It's not the way it's being cooked or the type of fish. I think my body is just not responding well to this. And this is just an example. Um, Another example is gluten. I took gluten out of my diet and I noticed that if I go out to eat and I'm not as conscientious about what I'm eating and just splurging, my body is affected afterwards. And even aside from food, I've really noticed how certain things affect my energy. If things are out of order at my house and these little items here and there are scattered and not where they're like meant to be, not where their permanent placement is, I notice that 
I get more anxiety. I get more irritable. I'm more on edge. And that affects myself in relation to how I interact with my husband or my son. And even, I know I mentioned this, like certain musics affect my energy. So as you begin to connect with yourself and start shedding maybe certain shadows that you have, you begin to up-level. And as you go through these up-levels that, in my opinion, never end, you become more sensitive to energies around you. You become more sensitive to how things affect you. And then you have to adjust in a shift and shift as you go through these up-levels. So I think the first thing in protecting your energy is understanding what's affecting your energy. And so you can do this by just taking mental notes or maybe just throughout the day taking a little journal and writing how certain foods affect you, writing how certain people affect your mood or your energy, writing about how certain activities affect your energy. And I'm not talking about just in a negative way, but in a positive way. Does working out help you release that? How do you feel afterwards? Or the type of workout. If you do a HIIT workout, are you just so overly exhausted that maybe that's not the type of workout that's best with your body and your energy? Or maybe you go for a run and that's more clearing. You can clear your head. It's meditative for you. So just noticing what affects your energy because that's going to help you in your unique journey of protecting your energy. So for me, it was really recognizing my triggers and removing things that I could immediately. For instance, I did a huge purge. I think I talked about that in the episode four where I talked about everything has energy. I took things out in my home and in my life that did not bring me joy. I did not want to surround myself with things that didn't light me up, that were draining my energy because I truly had no purpose for these things anymore. So I took out clothes that I don't like anymore, that don't fit my body the right way. Especially after having a child, your body is just, is a new body. And I'm not going to have these expectations for my body to fit into clothes the way it did before having a baby. And so getting rid of those clothes and maybe just, even if it does fit me, but maybe just letting that part of my life go, releasing that so that I can focus my energy on creating this new path for myself. So I got rid of clothes that didn't fit me. I got rid of um, items in our home that didn't really resonate with me. Maybe people, I mean, I did, I'm not as confrontational. So I haven't had like certain conversations of, I don't think our energies are vibing. I think that maybe we should take some space, but I just started creating space into relationships that were no longer serving me. If I was not receiving back what I was giving, well, that's going to be draining my energy. So I had to observe the things that needed to be removed. And that helped a lot. I think that I have become more at peace being in my home throughout the day. I enjoy being in my home office a lot, working on my business. I enjoy being in our backyard now. I just enjoy my home more. And so that already affects my energy in a positive way overall. But let's say you're in a situation where you don't really have control over the things or people around you. For instance, 
If you live in a home, you don't really have control over who's living next door to you or even in an apartment, who you're surrounded by. Maybe at this certain moment, you don't have control over the job that you have or the the coworkers that you're surrounded by. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you're working to get out of that job, but for this exact moment, these are the circumstances that you are living with in the present moment. And so one thing that you can do is prepare yourself for those situations. Maybe it's a family gathering. Maybe it's going to work every day. Prepare yourself for those situations. Um, If it's going to work, if it's going, um, you can do this in your car. If you know ahead of time that you're going to go to a certain event, do this at home before you go or even in your car before you get out. And just take a moment to connect with yourself and to take some deep breaths and allow yourself to connect to your breath. Bring an awareness to your body, the sensations that you have. And then just imagining yourself grounding into the earth, whether that's envisioning roots drawn into the earth, whether that's bringing in protective energy into you, whether that's bringing in strength, bravery into you, and just do this mini little intention setting or this mini meditation and just Maybe even placing your hand on your heart and on your belly and sending yourself love and sending yourself positive energy that you're going to need for this moment. And maybe even imagine your crown opening up and receiving love from above. And maybe you imagine a white light shining down on you and that white light spreads throughout your whole body and in your heart and in your hands And in this moment, you're truly protected with love and peace. And before you walk into that situation, you seal up this bubble that you've created. You imagine a bubble being created around you. This protective energy that's shielding you from the outside world. And you seal it up and you literally imagine yourself locking it up. And in this bubble, there's tiny microscopic holes allowing your love to flow out into the world, but still receiving love that is returning. And as you go into your job, or even before that, maybe even setting an intention, I protect my energy, or I only will receive love, or I am brave enough to stand up for myself, or whatever your intention is, set it. And then anytime you go into that triggery moment and let's say it's a coworker that's so negative, 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 and all they do is complain and you feel like when you're around them, they suck your energy and then you become in an irritable mood. Remember your bubble and literally envision their negativity bouncing off your bubble back to them and not allowing it to enter you or even just connecting back to your intention in that moment. And remembering that you have control. You're not allowing that negativity to enter you and enter your bubble. And for me, that's been very helpful. Especially when I already know my triggers, I set myself up for success. I don't continue to allow that perpetuating negative cycle continue. I need to stop it. I, At one point, I need to take responsibility that 
I'm not going to let those people affect me anymore. I'm not going to let this outside world affect me. And yes, some days we have bad days and we are affected. And then we take note of that and what we could do differently next time. Everything is a learning experience. Everything in our outside world, take as a learning experience. Oh, shoot. (laughs) I ran out of gas. Okay, well, I'm learning that there is amazing people out there and people stopping on the side of the road to help me and get the gas that I need and get situated and thank God for technology and being able to use my phone to call AAA or call a friend or call a family member. Being grateful for those moments because they're learning experiences. What can I do differently next time? And what did I learn from this? And that's been very helpful as well. But maybe just one thing after another throughout your day has happened and you feel like the world is against you and you haven't been able to shake off your bad mood or your irritability or just your frustration throughout the day. Take time to honor your feelings. Take time to confront that pain, that anger, those emotions, and take time for some self-care. Because I think that, and even for me, we're so quick to brush off and not truly heal ourselves from our day. And not just huge trauma, but the trauma that we experience throughout every day. An example of this was even yesterday. I started my morning off with my meditation and mantra. I My mother-in-law came in town, so I was able to go and do a yoga class. And still, I felt myself like having this slight anxiety or irritability. And honestly, maybe it was because I do kundalini meditations in the morning and then I went to kundalini yoga class. And I honestly feel like I was opening myself up to up level and I was having to face certain, I don't know, emotions or things. And maybe my body, my energy was just processing and I wasn't taking time to sit and reflect. And I was just kind of moving on with my day. And it just made my mood get worse and worse and worse. And to top it off, William is teething. He's wanting to nurse constantly. So then I'm not feeling like my body is my own in that moment. I'm having to set healthy boundaries and let him know that, okay, I need a moment. And then he gets upset about that. And so I was just feeling overwhelmed with emotion from him, emotion from myself. And whenever my mother-in-law comes in town, she likes to go eat with us. And my husband enjoys it. And I already don't, I don't know. I don't enjoy going out to eat the way I used to. I don't like eating food that I don't make because one, it's most you, most of the time not organic. It's processed. And I don't feel good mentally or physically afterwards. Yet I live this perpetuating cycle of continuing to do it because they're bummed when I don't go. And so I was already feeling this and I was like, I'm not going to go. I don't want to eat outside food. And my mother-in-law was like, oh, I really wanted you to go. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can just pack my own food and go. And then my irritability just climbed more and more and more and more. And then finally, my husband got home from work and we were getting ready to go. And I was like, I'm not going. And I kind of blew up on him. He's like, why not? And I, I let I was starting to let my anger out on him and I just kind of snapped and I'm like, because I don't want to go. I'm not in a good mood. I'm irritable. William is like constantly wanting me. I just need a break. I need a break. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like you don't need to let it out on me. And then just like literally releasing that 
and standing up for myself and saying, no, I need time by myself. It's not just because I don't want to go go out to eat. I need a moment to figure out what's going on in my mind and my body. And as soon as I made the decision to stay, I felt immediately better. It was amazing. And the old me would have turned on the TV and just numbed myself out and still not confronted what was going on. So instead, I ate dinner, I listened to a yummy podcast, and just allowed myself to sit in the moment. And then after the podcast was over, I sat on the couch and just, I just sat in silence and enjoyed it. And I reflected that I think that may have been me shedding stuff that was going on with me energetically. But maybe it was also a test from the universe and God to stand up for myself, to protect my energy, because I was still going to go out of like guilt and obligation rather than listening to my gut instinct of wanting to be by myself. And Jeremy, at first, didn't understand. He was like, you got to meditate. You got to go to yoga. I don't understand. Why are you still in a bad mood? And sometimes you don't have an explanation, and that's okay. Sometimes you're in a bad mood for no reason, and that's okay. Honor where you're at and just sit and reflect and find ways in your in your own practice. What helps you get out of that funk? Is it taking a nice long salt bath and just allowing yourself to connect back within and being like, okay, what's going on? Listening to your body, where am I holding this anger? Where am I holding this pain? And your body will tell you, I carry a lot of my pain and anger and frustration and tension all in my pelvic region. And so I notice that when I'm having an off day, I'm feeling it in my pelvic region, whether it's like uncomfortable tension, whether it's having to go to the bathroom more because my bladder is in constant tension. I notice these side effects when I don't sit and process and listen. And so for me, sometimes that is taking that bath. For me, sometimes it's just sitting and taking a moment to myself in silence. Sometimes that's working in my garden and being outside. Sometimes that's going for a walk outside. Maybe I have William and I don't have a moment to myself. I take him with me we go for a walk. And I notice, honestly, for both of us, as soon as we get outside, it's like a breath of fresh air. Even if it's raining, we'll sit on the porch and watch the rain. We, I really feel like getting outside helps. Sometimes just getting movement into my body and doing some stretching, doing a little workout at home if I'm not able to get to the gym because honestly, that's not even feasible for me and my life right now. And so I have to find ways to incorporate that movement. Sometimes it is with William and seeing me do yoga, sometimes he kind of comes in and participates. What else? Sometimes it's journaling, just writing out how I feel. I'm fucking pissed and I don't know why and just releasing it. Sometimes I leave it that page in my journal. Sometimes I burn it and release it even further and say, I release this negative energy out into the world. Earth, take it over from me. I'm calling in love and protection and peace and comfort and I release this negativity. Finding your own self-care ritual. But I really do encourage you to not let yourself numb from this. Don't just 
be so quick to hop on social media and scroll and scroll and scroll after your bad day or binge eat or drink pick up that beer because it's just as soon as you pop it open and it touches your lips it's like instant release or binge watching a show all of those things we do because we don't want to confront what's going on within and we continue to distract ourselves and I noticed that as soon as I lean towards doing one of these things I sit and reflect of why I'm doing that and one thing that has been very helpful is just sitting and connecting within and asking myself where am I feeling this pain where am I feeling this anger Where am I feeling this frustration? And listening to my body and coming back and connecting. The way you you do if you're going to protect your energy before you go into that situation. Sitting and connecting with yourself. Sometimes I place my hands on my body, my my heart and my stomach. Sometimes I have my palms open to just receive the messages. Where am I feeling this? And it might not come right away. Just let yourself sit and listen. Don't go in with judgment. Don't go in with expectation. Don't go in like, oh, I only have two minutes. You better hurry up and tell me where I'm feeling this pain so I can heal myself. That's not how this works. Be patient and listen. And it may not be right away. And that's okay. And if you don't get the message, we'll just sit and ground yourself the way I just mentioned earlier. Opening yourself up. And bringing that love from that light in to you. And just allowing that love and light to go through everywhere. Every cell, every organ, every muscle, every bone, every fiber. Physically, emotionally, energetically. And if you do know, like me, I I carry it in my pelvic region. Or maybe my heart hurts because I'm upset about something. I send that love and that light there. Sometimes I place my hands And I send extra energy. Sometimes I just leave my palms open to receive. And I imagine that white light just churning up what's going on there and releasing it and letting it go. And I'm blocking it so that love and light and peace can enter. And then sealing your bubble back up like you did earlier or that I mentioned earlier. It's important for us to connect with ourselves and connect with the feelings that we're having without judgment. Oh, I shouldn't feel this jealousy. Oh, I am feeling guilty and I don't want to feel this way. Or, oh, I'm feeling frustrated at this certain situation and I don't want to feel that way. That's already setting yourself up for like failure. It's okay to feel and honor how you're feeling. Let go of expectations of how you should feel and just be as you are. You're feeling those feelings and you don't have control over it. Okay, shit, I feel jealous. Why am I feeling jealous? What it is about this moment that's triggering my jealousy? Okay, is it really about that person? Or is it about the actions? Like, oh, this person is making all this money and spending all of these things and and why are they wasting their money on those things? Okay, so am I jealous of that person 
Or am I jealous of the lifestyle they're able to live where I'm working this nine to five job making money where I can barely support myself? So figuring out what is the trigger and look at that, that you were able to just unblock in that moment of being okay with feeling that jealousy and seeing where it stems from. If we don't confront our pain and our anxieties and our fears, they're going to manifest into physical things. I mean, I, I shared two different stories of how energetic blocks can physically manifest inside your body. And so we have to release. We need to shed. We need to let go and cleanse ourselves because when we unblock and cleanse and remove, we make room for new beautiful things to enter. And that's where you start to shift. That's where you start to see these subtle changes in your life, these subtle positive waves coming through your life. I noticed when I first started doing this, I went to Instagram giveaways like back to back and I don't win things usually. And so that just shows you as I started to up a level, as I started to heal and make room for this positivity, I was raising my vibration. I was raising my frequency to meet that higher frequency out in the world. And I was being met with that love. So not being afraid to confront, not being afraid to finding your triggers because those are going to help heal you. They all have a purpose in your life. And one thing I like to do, I I know I already mentioned that I meditate in the morning, but I like to set my day up for success. And if you spend only one hour of your day in a 24 hour day, I don't know, what is that? Like 5% of your day that you're only spending on yourself. Imagine that 1% of your day is spent on your, I mean that 1%, sorry, 5% of your day is spent on your self care. I think that's mind blowing. That, that is the little amount of time that we'll spend on ourselves. So I like to set my day up for success. And it took me a little while to get in the habit of doing this. One, because uh, I was co-sleeping with my son for a really long time. Up until recently, we've I've noticed that I physically and energetically could not do that anymore. And I needed to start setting up healthy boundaries, not only for William to learn those healthy boundaries, but for me to start putting my energy first. We were co-sleeping in the same bed, so bed sharing, and I was still nursing him throughout the night. And I think I've already mentioned this, or I don't know if I have, but I was literally getting aversions to breastfeeding, to him being connected to me in that moment. And I didn't want to have that kind of energy circulating between us, much less like with myself, with him. I just, I didn't want that anymore. Like I, my body was telling me like, I can't do this anymore. So we stopped nursing throughout the night and we had to adjust. And yes, William didn't like it. And yes, he protested. And yes, I loved him either, even though he was protesting. And then I let him know like mommy's body cannot give you milkies at night anymore. I can't do it. I'm here to love you and cuddle you if that's what you need. So then we transitioned to bed sharing without nursing. And then slowly we moved into his own bed. So when we were bed sharing and co-sleeping, 
I would literally move an inch and he would automatically wake up. So I was not able to wake up earlier than him and start my own self-care routine. So that I really struggled with that because I noticed that the few times I was able to do that, I felt a huge shift in my energy when I put myself first. So when we were getting up at the same time, I would still find a few moments to start my day off the right way, on the right foot. I would give him a book. Um, He has stuffed animals in the bedroom. And I would say, mommy's gonna take some time for herself to do some deep breathing and some meditation before we start our day. And I would literally just connect with myself. I would bring in that energy love. I would connect to my breath. And I would set an intention for the day. If I had extra time, maybe place my hands on where I was already feeling like I needed some extra love and just send that energy there. Now that he's sleeping in his own bed, I'm able to get up before him. And right now I'm only getting up about 30 minutes before he does. And I do a meditation. I connect with myself. If I have extra time, I might journal. I might get some movement. But starting my day off, putting me first is exponential. And maybe for you, that's not meditating. Maybe for you, that's drinking a cup of coffee, sitting down by yourself, and just allowing yourself to be before you start your day. Maybe that's making a yummy tonic, or maybe that's making a yummy tea and just sitting by yourself, reflecting within, maybe setting an intention for your day of how you want your day to go. And then throughout your day, if you're tested, connecting back to that intention and connecting back to you having control over yourself. And so for me and my self-care, setting myself up for success does help tremendously throughout the day. And like I mentioned, not every day is a perfect day. There's no such thing. I just told you how I was having an off day, even though I started off with meditating, even though I went to yoga, I was still needing more time by myself. And I honored that. And that's okay. And yes, I have a child. Yes, I have a husband. Yes, I have dogs. Yes, I have responsibility. But sometimes those things need to be put on the back burner. You cannot give to other people on an empty bucket. And here's my counselor coming in. You got to fill your bucket back up. And you can only give to others when you have a full bucket. And maybe fill your bucket up so much that it's overflowing love onto others. I can't, I can't stress that enough. I see it all the time. People in my life just so sick, so stressed, so hurt, so anxious because they're not taking time for themselves. And sometimes I want to just blurt out and be like, just fucking love yourself more. Find yourself worthy enough to make time for stretching, to make time to eat a meal. What the hell? You go all day without eating? I don't even understand how that's possible. Although... I know for my body type, I need to eat every two hours. I know not everybody needs to eat every two hours, but not eating all day until dinner time. I don't know. Maybe some people are going to listen to this and message me and be like, I'm actually a Kapha body type in Ayurveda and I don't really need to eat that often. So I know tangent. Sorry. You're going to be like, what is Ayurveda? What is Kapha? It was one of those rabbit holes that I went to of all these different things of spirituality and learning and Ayurveda is an Indian um, 
lifestyle, medicine, just the way to live by. Anyways, so you cannot give on an empty bucket. I think you need to really connect with that. Even with all the responsibilities you have in your life, you cannot give on an empty bucket. You need to find ways to fill your bucket back up. And really, when you start to do that, notice your shift in energy. Because before I started doing that, I was tired. So, so tired all the time. I didn't have the energy to get chores done around the house. I didn't have energy to want to take William different places. I didn't have the energy to want to go to the park. I didn't have the energy to do anything, it felt. And when... And yes, I was sleep deprived and yes, I'm still sleep deprived. And yes, I'm setting healthy boundaries to get more sleep because I know that's important for me. But when I started meditating every single morning for 20 minutes and not just sitting and meditating, I do a little like mantra. I do some breath work. I do some connecting within. Maybe I do a little journaling. I have so much more energy throughout the day. I have energy to work on my business. I have energy to take William to the park. I have energy to do the chores around my house in between doing other things. I have energy to give love to William, to give love to my husband, to welcome him into a loving home when he comes home from work every day. When I started to fill my bucket up first, I'm able to give to others. I can be a better wife. I can be a better mother. I can be a better human being when I fill myself up first. So I think that's really where to start. One, recognizing what triggers your energy and how to handle that. But two, putting yourself first and seeing yourself worthy enough to stand up for yourself, to protect your energy, to give love back to yourself. Even if you have six kids and four dogs and a husband and a job, You need to find ways, even more so with all of those responsibilities on your plate, to love yourself first. So just like I start my day off setting myself up for success, I also end my day with connecting back to myself. And at the end of the day, it's literally the last thing I do before I get into my bed. I, and it's literally like not even a minute. I... I always put my phone on airplane mode because I don't want the Wi-Fi radiation next to me because I have my phone on my bed. Before I get into my bed, I stand and I imagine myself connecting to the earth. And as soon as I even just make that visualization, I already feel energy at my feet. And so I envision that energy shooting up out into my crown and then I imagine that love from above coming back down into my body through the circulation and I crisscross starting from the crown of my head with my hands over me and I like sometimes out loud like a little whisper or in my head I say I disconnect myself energetically from things that are not serving me I disconnect myself from other energies that may have stuck to me throughout the day. And I go all the way down my feet. And then I even imagine myself like bringing energy like emotionally or even physically that may be like just stuck inside my body. And I bring it to the center of my core. And I just circle over my core in a clockwise position, just circling that energy up and I just pull it out. I envision it becoming a rope and I pull it out 
and I send it out into the earth. And then I connect back to the energy I was pulling from the earth and from above and I hold my hands out and I envision energy that I may have left throughout my environment, left throughout the world, coming back to me, receiving my energy back, receiving this love back. And I imagine that white light getting brighter and brighter and brighter and just allowing it to cleanse me and targeting any areas that I'm needing. And I seal it up just like I did earlier in the morning and I get in bed. And that may sound like a lot, but it's literally like, like really fast because I'm envisioning all of it. And so I kind of touched on self-care ways to protect your energy, but now I'm going to dive into how to protect your energy in a spiritual aspect, how to protect your energy from other spirits, from other entities, because I know I slightly touched on this in the last episode, but as soon as I started opening myself up and connecting and up-leveling and shedding, I've really been able to connect into my intuition and connect into messages, but I feel like that connects me into being aware of other spirits, other entities that are around me at different times throughout the day and at night. And being the culture we live in, or maybe it's just evolutionary, my fear is heightened at night. And so I need to be conscientious of that and really protect my energy, especially at night when I'm sleeping. Because when I started doing all of this work, I started having sleep paralysis. I don't know if it's me being more aware that they're there and subconsciously on a subconscious level, I think that I've created this story that I have to go into sleep paralysis because I did hear um, someone mention that there is no such thing as a negative spirit. It's what we subconsciously create in our own minds that needs to happen that happens in that moment. So For the example of the sleep paralysis, in my mind, with my own imagination being exposed to horror movies, culture, I create this story that I have to go into sleep paralysis when I'm exposed to other spirits or entities. And I'm projecting my own subconscious that it's negative or that it's come for a purpose that's not in my own higher self-interest. And so I haven't decided if it's that or if there really is negative energies. I don't know. I can't quite decide. Either way, I don't want to be bothered when I'm sleeping. Either way, I want to set those boundaries for myself because I already don't get sleep. I don't need to be disturbed in the amount of sleep that I am getting. So with that being said, I'm going to give you some tools that you can do to protect yourself energetically. It all has to come from within and your intention to set those boundaries, to clear the energy, to protect yourself from those, from those energies. With that being said, I'm going to give you some physical tools that you can use, whether it be sage, crystals, palo santo. Please do not feel like you need to go out and buy these things for you to not be exposed to spirits. Because it all has to do with attention. If someone is burning sage and literally just allowing the smoke to fill the air with no intention, that sage is doing nothing. So 
It all has to come from within and your intention to do it. Okay, so let's just go into starting off at night since that's where we're at and that's where my fear is really stimulated. So I, after I get in bed and I already imagined myself being protected in my own protective bubble, I imagine a white light going into Jeremy and bringing love and peace and protection to him and sealing his energy bubble. And then I imagine the same thing with William and our two dogs and we have a snake. So if there are people and other people in my house, like let's say my mother-in-law's in town, I do the same thing with her. I just bring that love and protection to her and to other people in my home. Then I imagine that white light. And when I say white light, I'm imagining divine protection. I'm imagining like love from God, love from my guardian angels, love from, with, from above, clearing out every single room in my house. And I imagine this white light coming like a big spotlight. And I imagine this shifting throughout my home. And I start in my bedroom because that's where I'm at. And then like after it clears out this room, I imagine like shutting my windows and locking them up. Like shut, lock, shut, lock. And I continue. It continues throughout the house like a spotlight. And then I kind of move to my living room. And then after it clears out that room, I shut and lock my door. I shut and lock the windows. And then like I go through all the rooms in my house to where there is no darkness in my house. And then I go and I imagine like that spotlight over my whole home, clearing out and protecting my yard, our cars. And I literally imagine it sealing up a bubble over our house and not allowing any energies to come in or out. Now, it has to be done with intention. I fully, wholeheartedly believe this works as I'm doing it. Because when I started doing it, I have not had a sleep paralysis since. And I mentioned that last episode. And literally that night, I had a sleep paralysis. <laughs> but I think it's because sometimes I'm already in bed and I'm so tired that I halfway do this. And I like fall asleep mid-shining light throughout the house. And I don't protect my whole home. So sometimes I even do it before I even get in bed too. But I don't know. Sometimes I'm just so tired that I lay in my bed and I envision it. But... This is not a long process. It did take me a little longer at the beginning, but now it's just like this quick, like any room, lock and shut, next room, lock and shut, lock and shut, clear out, lock and shut. It's like a very fast process so that I can go to sleep. Sometimes I'm feeling like extra paranoid, extra fearful, and I'm really trying to work on my fear. Like I don't want to be fearful of these things. And I feel like my fear is holding me back from up leveling to my next highest potential and that's something I'm working on but this is I think something I heard Natalie Miles mention she also has a podcast and has a whole episode on protecting your energy as well but I imagine my own like little spirit guardian dogs and I have one at the door of my house and I have one at the window of my room And I call these dogs in and I literally, I imagine like a certain breed and I have a name for each dog that I call in and I set the intention that they're here to protect us and not allow any energies or spirits that are not for our highest purpose. 
and I set them there to help protect our, our home at night. And I honestly feel like that's helped tremendously because I don't get disturbed. And then, I don't know, let's say it's a night that I fell asleep midway and I'm in a sleep paralysis. And it's so weird because in my sleep paralysis, it's like I'm awake and then it's like the sound machine makes this wave of a sound. So I feel the energy coming in and then I automatically am like shoved into this sleep paralysis. It's like I'm awake and I'm aware and then it's like I can't move. So when that happens for me, And I don't know if you've experienced sleep paralysis at all, but it's like I want to fight it so hard. So I'm trying to move huge, like make huge movements in my body or like scream as loud as I can to get Jeremy's attention. That only makes my sleep paralysis work worse. Sorry. So I've let go and surrendered. Sometimes when I just surrender into the fact that I'm in a sleep paralysis, that surrender already like knocks me out of it. Sometimes I'll just get like very subtle movement and like move my fingertip. Like one time I imagined me moving my fingertip and I like I got out of my sleep paralysis and I was scratching the pillow next to me. Sometimes I just mentally speak to the spirit in my home and I say, you are not welcome here. I am sleeping. You are not welcome here. I do not want to be disturbed. You need to leave. And if I still feel their energy, like I get pretty harsh. I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. I do not want you. You are not welcome. You need to leave out that window right now. And I get stern. And this is all through my mind because sometimes I'm still in my sleep paralysis. And I do feel like they respect that boundary and they leave. Or if like I feel like it's just, I don't know, not working and I'm out of my sleep paralysis, I will out loud say, get the fuck out of my house now. <laughs> I don't play games. Get out now. I need to sleep. I want these boundaries. You are not welcome here. And I let them go. And then I reimagine that light coming through and locking my room and locking the doors and connecting throughout the house and calling in my guardian dogs and doing all of that over again to really make sure that it's sealed properly this way. That's just something I do every single night before I go to bed. It has helped tremendously. And I like to set boundaries with spirits that I'm not comfortable and ready to confront at night. During the day, I will call them forward. I will say, is there a spirit in here? (laughs) And sometimes I get messages that there are. And you know what? I'm okay with that during the day. And no, you don't have to live in a haunted house for you to have spirits in your home. I'm just going to throw that out there. They live in another dimension and they're all roaming throughout us next to us all the time whether you're aware of it or not they're everywhere and no I don't walk around all day long being like is there a spirit in this room is there a spirit in this room that's not healthy and I let that go I don't want to one I don't want to know sometimes I just want to live my life anyways so with that being said there are other things that I do to protect my energy Every time I go into a meditation, every time I open up to record a podcast episode, every time I work with a client that I'm going to energy heal, every time I'm exposing myself in a vulnerable way to open up and be a channel, I protect my energy. I imagine that bubble. I create that bubble. Sometimes I will get sage and... um, 
light the sage and imagine the smoke and I call it in. I do it with intention. I say spirit of sage and I waft the smoke throughout the room and I say, allow your smoke to fill every fiber of this room, to clear my energy, to clear the energy of the room, to remove any spirits out of this room. And I say, fill the areas and I imagine the smoke like fully filling up the room and clearing out. But I do it with intention. I say it out loud. Spirit of Sage, come in. I call you forth to clear out. Clear out attitudes. Clear out energies. Clear out negativity. Clear out spirits. Cleanse. Cleanse this. I also sage new items that I bring into the home. And side note, Jeremy's mom brought a lamb that was her father's. So Jeremy's grandfather's, and I didn't sage it before I allowed it to enter our home. And that was the night that I had my sleep paralysis again recently after like last week when I said that I haven't had one since. And then Jeremy heard some stuff going on at night while he was sleeping. So sage things that you bring into your home, especially if you go antique shopping. I definitely, like if it's secondhand, I like to sage it and like just cleanse the energy before I bring that into our home. Another note with Sage. I also heard Natalie Miles say this, and it makes total sense. We need to be smart about how we use Sage. You don't need to light the entire bundle when you burn Sage. I unwrap mine, I break it apart, and I light one leaf. One leaf can do the job that you need in that moment. Sage also clears energy. All energy out, good and bad quote-unquote good and bad because is there really good and bad anyways so afterwards I use Palo Santo I burn Palo Santo and I call in divine protection I call in divine protection divine wisdom divine guidance to whatever I'm needing in that moment whether it be to channel a meditation to channel a podcast episode to work with a client to go into my own meditation I call in divine protection. I imagine that bubble around me. I seal it up before I open myself up to be a channel. Now, I don't always have the sage and Palo Santo with me. So am I just going to say, oh shit, I'm exposed. I can't work with this client. Oh shit, I'm exposed. I can't do this meditation. No, it is intention setting. I call forth to remove negative energies in the room. I call forth to remove negative attitudes, beliefs. The same thing I do when I burn the sage, I just do mentally. And then I call forth divine protection, my guardian angels to seal up that protection and allow me to be a vessel of the higher purpose. So yes, you can use the sage in Palo Santo. Do you have to? No. Don't get caught up on the physical things and tools that you see on social media. You don't need them. You can literally do the same thing with your mind, with your intention of setting forth what you want. Some people also use crystals. As I'm recording this podcast episode, I have two crystals in my hand and I use the same crystal every single time I do a meditation, I record a podcast, even the five minute ones, I work with a client, I always have this crystal with me. And it's even like heating up as I'm saying this. Um, so I feel like there is a whole world of crystals. Crystals mean this, crystals mean that. I mean, 
it can get pretty overwhelming. I'm feeling this way. I need a crystal to help heal me. One thing that I do personally for me, even when I'm buying crystals, is I like the crystals speak to me. I say a little prayer. If I'm meant to go into the store and buy a crystal, allow that crystal to speak to me so that it will help the higher purpose. It will help me emotionally, physically, that it has a purpose in my life. And I'm not going in and mindlessly buying something that I do not need in my life. And I kind of started doing that with anything. I wanted like a certain outfit and I go into Goodwill or go into a resale shop and I'll kind of set that little prayer so that I don't get distracted by all the other stuff that looks cool and neat in the moment. Anyways, so when I'm buying, that is what I buy. I buy with intention. When And I have a good set of crystals and I actually had a student bring quote unquote rocks back from a trip he took to Montana. And it turns out they were like all crystals and pretty cool ones. So I have them like laid out in a little desk and I will notice a certain one kind of catching my eye more often. So I'll start using it. I'll use it and carry it around with me. Maybe I have a little pendant and wear it as a necklace. Um, Sometimes I'm just kind of feeling really off that day and I'll go to my crystals and say, spirit of crystals, which one is going to help me today? Which one of you is going to help bring peace into my heart? And I'll, like, I'll be drawn towards one. And then I'll look up the meaning and it's like, oh, that's exactly what I needed in this moment. So, yes, you can use crystals. No, you don't have to. The one that I like to use for protection is black tourmaline. I like to, um, and this can protect you for so much. I keep a little, a little crystal next to my computer to protect myself from the radiation, the Wi-Fi. And your crystals don't have to be big. I think some people get caught up on using these like huge pieces. No matter how small, the effect is still the same. So that can also help you. There's like crystals you can buy for 50 cents or a dollar that will have the same effect in helping you in what you are wanting. I like to use black tourmaline. Um, I helped a friend who was really feeling there was a negative energy in her daughter's room. And so we, she bought four black tourmaline pieces and put them in the four corners of the room to like really seal up that protection. Like I said, you don't have to go out and buy these. These are just things that I like to use as a tool to enhance. Sometimes I don't have them and I forget them. I still feel like my effect is the same. I don't know. It's just this comfort that I like to do to use crystals. Sometimes even when I'm going to go into meditation, I like to put black tourmaline at my root chakra. So if I'm laying down right at the base, like between my legs, if I'm sitting, if I'm sitting cross-legged right at the base, if I'm sitting in a chair, just kind of place it in my lap. I also call it, I call forth the spirit of tourmaline to bring in that protection in that moment. And for those of you who are into essential oils, um, you can also do these same concepts using essential oils. So I haven't done this yet, but I've actually been wanting to create a spray with either sage and frankincense or sage and palo santo or just even incorporating all three of them and using that spray with same thing with when you burn it setting that intention even when you make it setting that intention like i'm creating this essential oil mix to cleanse energy to bring in divine protection divine guidance divine wisdom as you're creating it 
And anytime you want to clear the energy in the room, you can just give it a little spritz and imagine that the spray is cleansing the room, cleansing you. I definitely like to make sure that I cleanse before and after I'm working with a client, especially just making sure that I disconnect myself from that energy that we were sharing. So I make sure I wash my hands with cold water. I will sage um, sage the room after if, if I'm doing it in my home, in my home office. Um, but I just make sure that I find ways to cut ties energetically, whether it be starting my day off or throughout the day with these tools or at night before I go to bed. But like I mentioned, there is many times that I'm doing these energy cutting ties or clearing my energy of the room, of myself, of objects, and I'm just using simply my intention. So I gave you other tools because maybe you already have them or maybe you're interested and didn't know where to start, but please do not feel like you have to go out and buy things to implement these practices because like I said you can definitely do any of these things without any physical tangible thing if you are setting that intention for yourself another thing that I like to do to clear my energy is just get outside and put my feet in the ground into the earth my hands and feet into the earth and just ground myself if you live in a cold area of the world and that's not possible get a house plant and just ground, maybe even just touch the dirt and connect to the earth that way. That is also really helpful. Another thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the end of the day, sometimes energetically, it's really healthy to sleep alone, even without pets. I think sometimes we need that time to reset for our energy to have the full space that it needs to reset and to cleanse and to just be And when we sleep in the same room with other people constantly, we're not able to do that. And I find that very helpful. I used to get upset when my husband would like fall asleep on the couch and then roam to the room to the bedroom or sometimes he couldn't sleep and he would go back out to the couch. I'm like, you need to sleep in our bedroom with me. And I'm like, okay, one, why I'm asleep Two, if that's what he's needing in that moment, I need to honor that. And three, Sometimes I want to do that and I want to be able to have the ability to do that as well. And go into this without expectations or judgments. Oh, I don't know if I'm doing it right. If you're doing it with intention, you're doing it right. Give yourself grace. Don't hold these judgments on yourself and just be free and fluid with it and let yourself enjoy these practices, if they become a nuisance and an obligation, let go of it. Let go of it. Because I know I mentioned that I have been waking up every morning and meditating before William wakes up. I tried that prior and it didn't work for me. Or I tried a certain kundalini uh, meditation. I don't know if you're familiar with the Har meditation, but it's supposed to bring in abundance and prosperity. And you're supposed to do it every day for 40 days. And I felt myself like, oh, I have to go do my heart meditation. I haven't done it today. And I was like, no, I don't want to have 
these stigmas towards what I'm doing. It should be fluid in my practice in my day and I should want to be doing those things. So if it becomes a quote unquote chore for you, let it go. And maybe down the road, it'll come back to you or maybe a different practice will come to you. Or maybe something that I said sparked a new idea for you and your practice. Whatever it is, just honor where you are in your journey. As I'm recording this, I got the message that I should give all of you some tools to use. Um, So I decided that at the next Monday meditation, I'm going to release a protecting your energy package. I will create a little mini meditation intention setting that you can do to start your day that you can do before you enter a situation where you're needing that extra grounding and protection, whether it be going into work, whether it be going into uh, an obligatory event that you're attending. I'm also going to uh, create an, an intention or energy clearing meditation at the end of the day. Um, that'll be separate from how to clear energy f- um in the house and everyone in there and sealing up that protection bubble for night. And I will also create a very simple, quick meditation when you're needing to clear your energy. If you've just had a really off day, you've really noticed that it's been one thing after another and you're just needing to cleanse and reset. So I want all of you to have the tools to be able to be successful. Um, how, I want you to have the tools to have control over your mood and your energy throughout the day. So look forward, look for that on Monday. Um, I will be releasing that on my website at www.jacklinpage.com. So it won't be in the show notes. I'll leave this information in the show notes, but I won't have the link because I'm not going to create it and release it until Monday. So I know this was a lot of information on protecting your energy. I hope you learned some tools that you can take with you. I hope that you received information that was effective and beneficial to you. So please just take these ideas as needed. And maybe you didn't feel called to doing one of them, but maybe you felt called to doing one of them. Maybe you want to start your day off every day setting off on the right foot, clearing your energy and setting that intention. Or maybe it's at the end of the days when you're feeling the most tired and exhausted and you're just really wanting to cut ties with the outside world and come back to yourself and clear that energy before you hop into bed. Whatever it is, just find the tool or the practice that is meant for you and your journey. I would love to hear about how you use certain rituals or tools to protect your energy on what you do to make sure that you're filling your bucket up to to be the best version of yourself possible. Message me on Instagram at JacquelinePage513. You can email me at LifeReborn at JacquelinePage.com. Um, on Facebook, I'm at JacquelinePage. I have a, a business account. Don't forget that this is the last week that I will be allowing you to rate, review, and subscribe this podcast podcast in iTunes. Screenshot that and email it to me at lifereborn at JacquelinePage.com. The next episode, I will be announcing the winner. This is a huge opportunity because 
even distant energy healing is so effective and meaningful and expansive. So don't forget to do that. Um, if you want to get some meditations to help you on your self-care rituals, I you can head to my website at JacquelinePage.com under meditation packages at the bottom. I have some YouTube channels. But on this podcast, every other Monday, I'm also going to be releasing guided meditations with energy healing infused in them that are short. Um, So maybe you're only having five, seven minutes in your day in the morning, maybe at lunch, maybe at night. I hope that those can be beneficial to you. And then another announcement about the... um, If you live in the San Antonio area, the last Sunday of every month, I'm doing a guided meditation with energy healing and a sound bath at the end. Uh, The last Monday, last Sunday of May is actually Memorial Day weekend. And I predict that a lot of people are going to be out of town doing things. So I have moved that Sunday to the first Sunday in June. So I believe that's June 2nd, but I will put all this in the show notes. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. It has been such an honor to share this space with you and I'm sending you with love, light, and peace on your day.